Hello, Real Life family. Pastor Tim here. Just again, just so excited to be able to be with you uh, through this venue. And this Sunday, we're actually celebrating graduation. All of our graduates are graduating from high school. So I want to congratulate all of them and just mention their names and their families to you. So congratulations to Mackenzie Stroh. Uh, parents are Jason and Kelly Blackburn, graduating from Montrose this year. Also, McKenna Howart from uh, Montrose. Uh, her parents are Jeremy and Christina Howart. And then Tori Lynn Elizabeth Hobson. Yeah, her parents are me and uh, Amy. And we're real, real excited. That's uh, number three for us. And then Isabella Pudrith Medina. She's graduating from Chesney. Uh, Mark and Rebecca Medina are her parents. And also McKenna Harrison from Flushing High School. Mark and Kara Harrison are her parents and also Keith and Cindy Harrison, the grandparents. So congratulations to all these girls who are graduating this year, been a part of our church family. We just pray blessings on all of you and your families and all the big decisions and transitions that you're about to go uh, into in this next stage of your life. May God continue to bless you and lead you. May his purposes prevail in your life and may you be blessed to be a blessing. Wherever you go, wherever you, whatever you do, whatever God's calling you to do, God bless you. We love you guys and proud of you. Congratulations. So today I wanted to talk about a message that not only would apply to our graduates, but really something I think would apply to all of our lives and, and just try to give us some tools on how to live life with wisdom. Um, it's kind of interesting. I was doing a little research this week about wisdom and decision-making and that sort of thing. And how many decisions do you think the average adult makes a day? I was floored when I found out the answer is over 35,000 decisions. We are making decisions all the time. What to wear, when to wake up, what side of the bed to roll out of, you know, whether we're going to go through that yellow light or stop before it turns red, what to eat, how much hot sauce to put on a taco, what, what route to take to where we're going, who's going to go with this, what radio station. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And we have so many decisions to make throughout the day. Of course, most of those decisions are very small, quick, subtle uh, normal type of things. But throughout life, we all know that there are a handful of really big decisions that we make. And it's in those kinds of moments where I believe we really need to have the wisdom of God so that we can choose the path that God has for us so we can be blessed and successful. So that's what I want to talk about today is really God's wisdom filters. How do we know which direction to go, what to do, how to do it. How do we get wisdom from heaven? How do we do that? And I want to give you this tool today, and I hope that you apply it the entire life that you live, and especially for our graduates and our young people who are watching this. Please, every major decision in your life, follow today's advice. Follow the Word of God. Follow the Spirit of God. Follow the advice of people who know God, are Spirit-led, and love you and love you. So I'm going to explain that as we go through today's talk, okay? But I want to start with the power of wisdom and what the Bible says about it. So Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, actually this entire book in the Bible is written about wisdom. It says here at the beginning of the book, it says, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, 
Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. And then it gets right into it. What is wisdom? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So we have an entire book of the Bible and there's other you know, scriptures, obviously, that talk about wisdom. Other books like Ecclesiastes, that's, that's known as a, another book of wisdom. It's entirely devoted to wisdom. Wisdom is, uh, you know, knowing what to do uh, with information that you have that turns out really good. Here's the official definition. Having or showing experience, knowledge, and good judgment. So we all want wisdom. And uh, we desire to live a life uh, with making wise choices. Think about some of the worst choices and decisions you've ever made in your life. And, uh, and think about that for a second. And if you could go back and change the circumstances of that, of that choice, if you could make a different decision, uh, you know, how many of those would we want to take back? And there's, there's a lot, I'm sure, that we can all think about because we've all experienced the opposite of making a wise choice. And every time we, we make a choice that's not wise, we, we pay a price and people around us usually pay a price too. So God gives us wisdom so that we can be protected, we can be safe, we can be blessed and successful. So let's go through some of the benefits of wisdom that the Bible tells us about. Now I'm going to go right back to Proverbs uh, the book of Proverbs, which talks about wisdom, and read out of chapter 2, the first 11 verses. Listen to what God's word says to us on this topic, okay? My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then, and now we get into all the benefits, if we will it, the Bible says if we will just treasure uh, wisdom, if we'll seek God's wisdom, if we'll apply ourselves to God's wisdom, if we go after his wisdom, these are the benefits that will come to us. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Remember that. For the Lord gives wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. It only comes from God. Wisdom comes from God. Okay. The Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. And so just from this one passage alone, we see that wisdom protects, guides, and leads us to success. So we want God's wisdom when we're making decisions in life, especially when we're making really big and important decisions, right? Now, Proverbs chapter 3 gives another list of some other benefits. I want to read verses 13 to 18. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding, for she, wisdom, is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths, all of wisdom's choices lead to peace. 
our peace. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her, and those who lay hold of her will be blessed. Again, if I was to summarize what these verses are talking about, it's saying that wisdom results in long life, riches, honor, peace, and a blessed life. In addition to what I already read about protecting us, guiding us, and leading us uh, on a path of success. So we want wisdom. We want God's wisdom. And there is wisdom for us when we're facing the pressures of really important decisions in life. So now I hope you're motivated to listen to how do we get God's wisdom? How do we make wise choices in life because of these benefits that God has for us? When our decisions are filtered through God's wisdom, we are protected, we are guided into a path of success with long life, with riches, with, uh, with peace, with honor, with blessing, okay? This is God's plan and God's desire. That's why God has given us his word so that we can have abundant life, so that we can walk a path of wisdom upon which we experience all these blessings of God, okay? Because God loves us and he's for us. He's not against us. This goes way beyond uh, the wrong thinking that the Bible is a bunch of rules. The Bible is the bullseye for life. God has given us the directions for us to follow so we can be successful, so we can be filled with peace and love and, and blessing, okay? So let's look at this. So what I want to describe to you is uh, what I'm kind of considering filters that we need to use when we're making main decisions. But before we get into the filters, you know, I want to just, just kind of lay some, some basic groundwork about some basic things that we need to agree on. How do you make wise decisions in life? And I think that it all starts first and foremost with recognizing that wisdom comes from God. Wisdom comes from God. Now, because you're watching this, you may be a Christian, you may be uh, a part of our real life family, and that may not strike you as, as, a, as a surprise that I would say wisdom comes from God. But let me just say that a lot of us actually are looking for wisdom in a lot of other places than God. And so I want to make this point very strongly. Wisdom comes from God. But where do we see some of our decisions uh, and some of our, our own thought patterns looking for wisdom? In the world and in, uh, in our own failures and stuff at times, we're looking in other places for wisdom. I think I see a lot of people looking for wisdom in humanity. Like humanity has the answer, has the wisdom. Sometimes I think it's me, it's myself. I can figure this out. I have the wisdom. Sometimes we maybe look to experts. They, they know what the, the perfect solution is. Or the news, or my teacher, or, or professors, or books, or friends, or Facebook, right? Or a philosophy. But I'm here to just say at the very outset is that God is the one who gives wisdom. Wisdom belongs to God. God's wisdom is flawless. He is the author of wisdom. Okay, and so this whole message hinges on this one point that you believe and trust that God is the author of wisdom and you're going to look to him for that wisdom. No other source. You're going to look to God to reveal his wisdom to you, especially in these big moments of decisions, of crisis, of change that we all go through in life, okay? So that's the first point I want to make. Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That means the respect 
that God has the final say. His truth is authoritative, it is eternal, and it is flawless. That's the fear of the Lord, to recognize the weightiness of God's voice, God's word, God's perspective in my life, that I give him full weight, full honor, full respect. That's where wisdom begins. And so that's where we begin today, that God is the one, the source of the wisdom that you need in your life and every decision you're making. A lot of people look to friends. A lot of people look to Facebook. A lot of people look to themselves. A lot of people look to a book on a shelf to help answer their questions, to get a direction, to figure out uh, an answer or a solution. But we need to go to God. Okay. Secondly, I want to say this. And by the way, Job 12, 13 says, to God belong wisdom and power, counsel and understanding are his. So what is your ultimate authority authoritative source of truth. It needs to be God. God needs to be your final authoritative source of truth and wisdom. Secondly, I just want to remind us all that we need to remember wisdom is not always the easiest solution, but it is always the best solution. All right, let me say that again. Wisdom, the wise choice, is not always the easiest choice, but it is always the best choice if you're more concerned about the long-term effects of your life than you are the short-term effects. And I, and I kind of put it this way in my notes. You either pay a long-term price for a short-term gain, and I'll put that in quotes because I don't believe it will be a gain if you're not making the wise choice. You either pay a long-term price for a short-term gain or you pay a short-term price of doing the right thing, making the wise choice for a long-term gain. And I'm choosing the latter for myself. I would rather have the long-term gain and, and pay a short-term price, right? That really, by doing the wise thing, always pays off in the long run. All right, that's what we believe. Now, so here's the deal. The third thing I want to get to, and this is really the bulk of my message today, is that we need to rely on God's wisdom filters. And I believe God has given us three wisdom filters, through which, now filter, like if you think of coffee or you think of, uh, you know, some sort of um, uh, vacuum cleaner or whatever, a filter is something that catches, catches the debris or catches stuff and then lets other things go through, right? So a wisdom filter, in my mind, is I want to put my ideas, my thoughts, uh, my decisions through a process where if it's not a good idea, if it's not wise, it gets caught by God's wisdom. And if it is, God passes it through. And he's got three of these filters. And I want to I say to you that all of your major decisions in life, when you're in a crisis, when you're going through a change, when you've got to make a really important decision, uh, life-changing decisions, okay, they need to all go through all three of these filters I'm going to share with you for you to be protected, for you to be safe. And these are filters God has given us so that we can be successful, we can be safe, we can be blessed, we can experience peace, we can experience God's blessing in our lives, okay? So the first one, and these are all going to be really obvious, but I would have to say I've seen a lot of people throughout my years of ministry not use these filters when they're making big decisions. So please, let's go through these and if you haven't been doing it this way, start and you'll see a big difference in the outcome of your decisions. First of all, the first one is, the first filter is God's word. Of course, it's God's word. And God's word has a lot to say 
about a whole lot of things. And so we always start with God's word. What is applicable from God's word to my situation? And now it doesn't always say specifically, uh, hey, uh, Tim, you know, I'm not reading the Bible. Hey, Tim, uh, this is the job you're supposed to take. Hey, Tim, here's the college you're supposed to go to. Hey, Tim, you're supposed to marry a girl named Amy Sims, right? I mean, it didn't, I didn't get that from the Bible, but I am getting a lot of information from the Bible, principles and guidelines that help me and steer me in the right direction. For instance, if we just take uh, relationships as an example, okay, and uh, dating relationships, and, and we're all, this is a big topic for young people especially, and it was a very big topic for me growing up, trying to figure out who's the right person to marry. It was probably one of the most difficult uh, decisions for me to come to because I was so nervous about getting it wrong. And I, it was just a big burden on my shoulders, not, not because I had any doubts about my wife now, you know, of Amy. She's an amazing person and she's like wine. She's only gotten better uh, the longer we've been together. She's so amazing and such a great blessing to me. There's no way I would have ever done any better than what, what we have together. And I'm so blessed by her. But the pressure of that decision when I was younger and, and trying to figure that out, I remember I had a really hard time just pulling the trigger, like making that decision because of the weight of that decision. I knew this was like a one-time decision for the rest of my life. And so how do we do that? So with dating relationships, you know, there's some, some guidelines that really help me that should help you, but it's God's truth. It's God's word. So for instance, I know the Bible talked about to not be unequally yoked. In other words, when we're dating someone, if we're a Christian, we're a believer, we are to be dating someone else who is also a believer, a Christian, because our faith is so central and core to who we are that we don't mix with someone. We, it would not be a good match. It would not end well if we have trust in God, faith in God, and we're dating someone who doesn't have that faith in God. So the Bible says, don't do that. And, and why? Well, because this is part of God's wisdom for us. It's part of God's protection for us. So if you're dating someone and you have a strong faith in God, but the person you're dating doesn't have faith in God, the wisdom from God is to not be dating that person, okay? Also, there's some other things I remember very clearly growing up as a young person in youth group. My youth pastor talked about sexual purity. And so when I was a young teenager, I made a decision about remaining sexually pure until I got married. Why? Not because my youth pastor told me, but because he taught me what the Bible says and I understood the principles behind sex and marriage and the purpose behind it. And I made a decision. Okay, my, the culture around me doesn't think this way, but I want to make wise decisions. And in terms of this part of my life, how am I going to meet someone that I'm going to marry for the rest of my life and have a good marriage? I want to do it God's way. I want to do it right. So one of the parameters that I used was that boundary that I established right away. And I found someone else, Amy, who was in agreement with that boundary. So we had faith in God. We had the same boundaries. And then I was looking for someone who had God's heart, God's character. Now, let's be real, okay? The first thing I noticed about Amy was how beautiful she was, right? That's normal. So I'm not discounting the fact that she was beautiful and I was attracted to her and all that. But when you take that, and if that's all you have, 
and you ignore the wisdom of God's word about some of these other principles, like character, like God says you, you want someone with character. You want someone who is a, is a woman or a man of faith, a man of God, a woman of God, someone who is going to take their faith seriously enough to also have the same boundaries of wisdom that the scriptures give us so we can be successful. That's who you want to be with. It's way more than just an attraction. But what do most people do? Most people are led by how they feel. Oh, this person makes me feel good. This person is so beautiful or they're so funny or they laugh at my jokes. You know, I like how I feel. I like how they make me feel when I'm around them. All of that's great, but that is not enough. And that is not wise if you're ignoring these other key issues that come from God's word. So it's a filter. How do I Manage, if I was a young person today, how would I manage the whole dating process? I would be using the principles of God's word to help guide my, my process as one filter, okay? And if, and if those first couple of things weren't, didn't pass the test, if this person wasn't a believer, if this person wasn't committed to the same boundaries that I am, if this person didn't have good character and wanted to be like God, not perfect, but, you know, a heart for God, they get stuck on the first filter. That's it. That's it. That's not a wise choice for me. That's how this works. That's how these filters work. All right. They got to have some substance to us because they're for me. They're to help me be protected and to be blessed and to make a wise decision. The second filter is God's spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God will speak to you and will speak to me. Jesus made it very clear that the Holy Spirit would be with us and he would be in us. And Jesus actually says this in John chapter 14, verse 16 and 26. He says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate or helper to help you, to help you be with you forever. The spirit of truth. So the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. He's going to lead us in truth. That's all he does. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So God himself is with us, teaching us, speaking to us, leading us into truth. So we start with God's word as the first filter, and then we use his spirit as the second filter. God, what do you think about this person? God, what do you think about this situation? God, what do you think about which college I should go to? God, what are you calling me to do, right? And we listen and we pray and we seek God. We're not just, just giving words in a book with, with great principles, but we're also talking to God. We're praying, we're seeking him. And he speaks to our hearts. It's hard to describe how that works, but we know it. He speaks to our hearts. There's times where God has spoken to my heart, but I couldn't tell you it was a voice. I couldn't tell you exactly how it works, except that I just felt an impression from God. I felt a peace about something. I had a, an idea that I didn't think came from me. As I'm praying, as I'm seeking, God got kind of, it's almost like I'm walking. I pick my foot up slowly and God takes it and he sets it down over here. And that's kind of how I see God working in our decision-making process if we're involving him in it right? So we have God's word. We have God's spirit. Now, there have been many times in my life and even in the church here as elders, we do this together. We are seeking God's word. We are seeking the Holy Spirit 
and we're talking together about issues. And there's times, and there's been times in my personal life, times in our church life, where there's a check. We, we use the word check, a check in our spirit. Something inside, right, just doesn't feel right. This idea is not settling right. And we're just like, nope, we can't do it. There's just something, we, we can't explain why it's not a right decision. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe this isn't, uh, is, it, maybe it is a good idea, but it's just not the right idea. And there's a check in our spirit. There's just an unsettledness. There's, a, there's just not a, a, a witness of the spirit. So we do not do it. That's the second filter. So we got the first filter is God's word. We got the second filter, which is the spirit of God. And if we don't have peace about it, if we just feel, I don't think this is quite right. I can't even explain why it's not right. It doesn't pass the spirit test, right? The first is the word test. The second is the spirit test. It doesn't pass the filter of the spirit unless I have absolute peace about continuing in this direction. And the third filter is God's people. So we have God's word, God's spirit, and we have God's people, one another. This is part of the process that God uses. What did those closest to me who are believers, who love, love me and are filled with God's spirit, what do those people around me have to say about this decision? Now listen, okay, let's just, I know this is obvious, but let me just state it. I'm not talking about what I'm going to order off of McDonald's menu for lunch after church. I'm not going to huddle my friends around me. I'm not going to call my pastor mentors and say, should I get tacos? Should I get a cheeseburger? Should I get a chocolate milkshake or a vanilla milkshake? I'm not talking about that stuff, right? We're talking about the major decisions in life. And we need to process these through the wisdom filters that God has given us, which includes the people around us who are believers, who love us, and who are spirit-filled. They are the believers who are spirit-filled, who love us, right, and will speak truth into our lives. We're looking for them to also hear from God on our behalf, not just tell us what we want to hear, right? Because this is a filter of wisdom, and it's the third filter that I believe God has given to us. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as Iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Proverbs 15, 22, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. You will succeed in life if you use these three filters when you're making the major decisions throughout your journey. God's word, God's spirit, talking to God, and talking to the people that God has placed in your life. Listen, if you're a part of this church, you're making major decisions. You should reach out to the godliest people around you. You should also consider reaching out to me or a pastor or an elder just to get some more spiritual covering and protection to make sure you're on the right track. Okay? All of the major decisions of my life I have made with these three filters in place. All of them. When I, got, when I went to college, I remember um, talking about that, praying about that, uh, seeking God, uh, getting advice from uh, my mom and dad and those people around me. When I was deciding on where, what direction to go with my life, either as a teacher or a missionary or a pastor or a youth pastor, I involved people around me. I was seeking God. I was seeking his word. I was trying to figure out what my purpose was in life. Uh, I, I had friends speak into my life. When I took this position on 23 and a half years ago, almost 24 years ago, 
I talked to my pastor. I talked to the pastor here. I talked to my parents. I talked to Amy. I talked to my best friends. I sought God. I sought his word. Uh, and I included all of these different filters in my life to help make these decisions. Even when I got married to Amy, I talked with my best friends. I talked with my pastor. I talked with my parents. You know, is this the right thing? I talked to my sister. You know, I was involving the people around me and I was trying to make sure that I was using these filters that God has placed in my life so I would make a wise decision. Here's the truth. I've been doing this, uh, you know, I've been in ministry for 20, like I said, 24 years now. I've seen a lot of people make decisions in their life, major decisions, without using some of these filters. Now, some people will come to me, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to uh, criticize this, but I am trying to say that it's, it's just true. There's, sometimes I've had people come to me and say, God told me such and such, right? But, but they do it in such a way that they're not looking for anybody else's input. They heard from God. They have a direction. They have a decision. But the only filter that I think that they've used was that they heard something from God. But they're not actually asking for input from people around them. And I've seen people make some honestly flaky decisions because of it. Some wrong decisions. I don't think it was God that spoke to you in that moment. It's hard to argue with someone that God spoke to them, but you need more than that because God has given us all three of these filters for every major decision we go through in life that we need to use his word. We need to speak and, and hear from his spirit and we need confirmation from the spiritual leaders around us to make sure we are really hearing from God, that there is really peace about this. Because here's what, what happens. We all have pain in our life. Some of us have pride in our life. Some of us have hurt in our life. And a lot of times we make decisions, if we're honest with ourselves, we make decisions based out of these insecurities, out of anger, out of offense, out of pride, out of emotion, out of feelings. And a lot of our decisions are made quickly and abruptly because we feel something. We could be really excited about something, infatuated with something. We could be really angry or upset about something. We could be offended. We could be hurt. And so we're going to make this decision. And let me just say this lovingly and, and, and very clearly to you. Every time you make a decision based on feelings alone, you are going to be regretting that decision. Because that, that is not how any of these filters work. Of course, we want to have feelings for a person that we might be dating, right? Of course, we want the, the right feelings there. But none of these filters that God uses to protect us and to guide us into a life of blessing and fullness and abundance has to do with our feelings. It has to do with wisdom and truth, right? And a lot of our, our decisions are made out of feelings. So if we're doing a decision out of hurt, out of anger, out of pride, out of insecurity, out of fear, and we're making decisions out of those areas and we're not allowing the people around us to speak into our life, they can't question those things because we're not giving them that, that space in our heart or life to do it. But if we put people in our life like that and all of a sudden they're saying, oh, I'm thinking about doing this and like, wait a minute, hold on a minute. Let's just talk about this. Are you sure you're doing this for the right reasons? Because you seem like you're mad about something or you, this doesn't seem like uh, you. This really isn't, you know, what's really going on? And then you see we get the protection and the love of the people around us. 
So that's why I'm stressing this so hard. What are some of the most important decisions that we make in our life? Well, I think where to go to college is a pretty big one. What career that you pursue or change to, dating relationships, and of course, eventually getting married. Those are huge. Moving, changing, buying a house, big purchases, um, anything to do with lots of money, lots of time, moving, changing relationships, starting, breaking relationships, um, changing churches. These are all huge decisions in life. And I believe all of them should go through all these filters. You should never leave a church, for instance, just because you got offended. You should never uh, break a relationship uh, be because there's some unsettled matters. Though th that's not the time to, you know, to make decisions. Our feelings, the feelings that we get when we're hurt, when we're upset, uh, when we're afraid, uh, you know, when we have insecurities, these feelings are signals to us that there's something there that needs to be worked out, not run from. And so God wants to use the rawness of these feelings to help us deal with these issues in our heart too. And some people spend their whole life running from the same issues, thinking that if they just leave this person or leave that place, they're going to leave the problems behind, not realizing the problems inside of them. And so God uses these relationships. He uses his word, his spirit, and his people to help us grow, to help us flourish to help us be blessed. And so I hope that you take to heart this, this, uh, these filters and, and use God's word, his spirit, and his people so that you can truly make wise decisions in your life. The most important decision that you'll ever make in your life is about Jesus Christ. I believe the second most important decision you'll make is who you marry. And third, what you're called to do. I just believe that those are really important decisions. And, uh, and also the others that I mentioned as well. Anytime there's a crisis in your life, anytime there's a big change in your life, anytime there's a, uh, you know, um, a big moment, you know, those are times that you want to make sure that you're going through this whole process because usually emotions are really high in those moments. There can be a lot of confusion. There can be a lot of hurt. There can be a lot of unsettledness. But we need to anchor ourselves in God's word we need to make sure that we have the peace of God's spirit, seeking what he's saying to us and getting confirmation from those who love us around us. So as we close this message today, I just want to offer you one more verse and then pray for all of us who are right now feeling like I need wisdom. I need God's wisdom right now. I'm faced with a situation right now. I have to make a decision. I'm not sure which direction to go. I'm considering this. I'm considering that. I'm not sure what to do. God, would you please tell me? God, oh God, don't we all pray that prayer from time to time? Lord, I need help. Show me the way. Show me a way. Give me a sign. Give me a sign, God. Well, there is a verse in the Bible, John, uh, James 1, 5, that says this. And I want to pray this for you right now before we go. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Isn't that a wonderful promise? If you lack wisdom, we should go to God. Why? Because wisdom comes from God. It comes from his word, from his spirit, and from his people. So we're going to use these filters right now, and we're going to pray together that God will release wisdom from heaven 
so that you will have the direction that you need. That his spirit will speak to you, his word will speak to you, and as you converse with, with other people who love you, who are spirit-filled, spirit-led believers that love you and will speak truth to you, that they will also be sharpening you in that decision-making process, okay? So if you're ready to pray with me, let's pray about those situations right now. If you have a situation, you're feeling the pressure, you're not sure what to do, let's just go to God like the Bible says. If you lack wisdom, you should ask God who will give generously to you without finding fault and it will be given to you. So God, we come to you right now and we thank you, Lord, that your word is true and it is eternal and you are the author of wisdom and you have stored up wisdom in heaven for each and every one of us. And there isn't a single situation in our lives that surprises you because you've already seen the end from the beginning. We don't understand how that works, but Lord, we have faith in your word and that's what your word tells us. You already, already see it all. There's nothing that surprises you and God, there is always a path forward in you and you work together for our good everything that comes our way and so God by faith right now we reach out with this promise from James chapter 1 verse 5 and I ask on behalf of my brothers and sisters and we do this together God give us wisdom Lord we need direction open our eyes to see what your word says help us to have the guts to follow your direction help us to hear your spirit speaking to us let peace guide us and, and direct us. Your spirit bring peace to us as we seek your solution. And Lord, may you help us glean that wisdom from the people around us. Lord, I pray for this, each person right now that's just reaching out. Lord, there's, there's great intensity in, in some of these situations. And I just pray right now, Lord, your peace to come, your wisdom to be released, your grace to show up. And that, Lord, your direction will be made clear in the days ahead and that will, we will follow your wisdom and we will prosper and be successful financially, relationally, career-wise, in our marriages, in our families, in our callings. Lord, lead us and guide us, we pray, with your wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, before we go, I just want to also extend an invitation to you if you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, it is the most important decision you will ever make because it has eternal consequences. And God loves you and he made you to know him and to be with him forever. He is a good God. He's a loving God. And Jesus came to die for our sins, our failure, our rebellion, so that we could have life with him forever by placing our faith and our trust in him. And I want to invite you to, to do that right now. Jesus himself said it this way. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus is the greatest wisdom of all time. He is wisdom itself. And he says, no one gets to the Father except through me. If you're ready to you accept him, place your faith in him, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I accept you. I receive you. And I place my faith in you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me, dying for me, forgiving me, and bringing me back to life. I'm all yours. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I have everything I need to live this new life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Well, God bless you. I want to give you a quick update on our vision campaign. Uh, we're still raising money so that we can complete our parking lot, uh, a new sign, and renovate our bathrooms. And so if you'd like to give a gift, you can give online. Uh, you can make a pledge online. And we're hoping for all the pledges to be fulfilled by December 1st. And we're hoping to be able to raise enough money to do all these projects here at the end of the summer and the beginning of fall. So if you'd pray, for, pray to God, ask God what he'd have you do, I'm inviting you to help us accomplish this vision so that we can have a great place to reach more and more people with the love of God. We're reno renovating our space so that we can reach more people and restore more people to God. And so check out those links and uh, you can give online. And now let me give you the Lord's blessing before we go. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face towards you and give you his peace in his name. God bless you. Love you guys. Have a great day. Have a great week. And continue to walk in the wisdom that God has for you so you can be blessed abundantly with the life that Jesus came to give you. Amen.